the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are blessed to have you join us today. God gives us everything we need to meet the challenges and enjoy the victories in our earthly lives. He assures us that he will not allow us to be tempted above our ability to resist the temptation and that he will give us a way to escape it. Why then do we repeatedly lose the battle over temptation? Listen closely with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us on how we can win the battle over all kinds of temptations. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your gospel one more time. Who am I to stand and declare it? I thank you for this another occasion. I pray that you would anoint me, that you let me say no more, no less than what you have ordained me to say. I pray that those who have ears to hear will hear what the Spirit of God has to say, and that we will listen attentively, that we will document, write, treasure, apply the Word of God. Thank you for all the social media platforms, the radio ministry that goes Uh, locally and abroad. Thank you for the propagation of the gospel. We love you, Father. We pray against satanic distractions as this message go forth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, amen. Amen. Have your Bibles. We're going to do a two-part series. And then we, after this series over, we're going to preach a message on Mother's Day, after which we shall commence preaching through the book of Jude, a tiny little book. And then from there, we'll go through the book of Revelation. This is a Bible teaching church. We go systematically through the Bible so that we are learned people and grow thereby. But this is a critical subject in which we're going to um, address. Uh, we want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It's going to be our theme text. And Keep your Bibles open because we will be referencing a number of scripture. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. The, the text says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And I want to preach, Lord willing, this Sunday and next Sunday, this two-parter, overcoming temptation. Overcoming temptation. We live in a fallen, sin-cursed world that is literally filled with the ruins and ravages of sin. The devastating effects of sin can be seen in our nation and around the world. You may even try to seek out your favorite getaway place to vacation. 
But once you arrive there, you will soon discover the presence of sin and the temptation awaiting you there. Today's sin is glamorized. Sin is celebrated. It is fashionable. Sin is paraded down Broadway Street. Sin is in and can be found anywhere, such as in the political arena, the educational system, the movie industry. It's all over the television, social media, sporting events, and even in places of worship that claim to be worshiping God. One of the names of Satan is the tempter. Say tempter. That is one of the names of Satan, and absolutely no one is off limits to him. He hates you, and his purpose is to to tempt you. He tempts the young and the old. He tempts the rich and the poor. He tempts the wise and the foolish. He doesn't even care about your race. He doesn't care about your physical condition. You know that people have all kind of physical physical issues, but they still find their way to sin even in their condition. Uh, Satan doesn't care about your education. He's going to tempt you. He doesn't care about your accomplishments. He's going to tempt you and has absolutely no mercy on you. He hates you. He hates your family, your wife, your husband, children, grandchildren, those you love the most, your extended family, your co-workers, and those within the family of God. Satan's aim and purpose is to keep you from being saved by Christ if you don't know him, or if you are in Christ, he desperately, desperately desires to wreak havoc in your life. He desperately desires to break your fellowship with Christ and to destroy your Christian testimony. And he does it with the nemesis of temptation. Beloved, since We have all been confronted with the temptation. With temptation, we must realize that we are going to be tempted the balance of our days. It is wise indeed that you learn how to confront temptation from God's perspective. If you fail to do so, temptation will get the best of you. Temptation is real. We're tempted in the mornings. We're tempted at noonday. We're tempted at night. We're tempted if we wake up in the wee hour of the mornings. We are tempted when we are away from our families on job assignments. You are tempted as you're away on military assignments. You are tempted in the dark and you are tempted in the light. Temptation has a way of finding all of us. No one is exempt from temptation. Well, we're going to deal with it. You may as well know what it is. What is temptation? What is temptation? Temptation is the use of deception to lead someone astray. Temptation is the use of Deception to lead someone astray. It is to be enticed. It is to be allured. It is to be beguiled. It is to be seduced 
to do evil through one's fleshly desires. To be seduced through flattery. To be seduced through lies. And this whole world system is inundated with lies. As a matter of fact, there are lying spirits all around us from doctrines of demons even. Wow. It is also that which is presented to the mind as an enticement to sin. Temptation is very real and we better we better learn how to deal with it from the scripture. What are the three primary ways Satan tempts people? Three primary ways. It's not 50. It's not 100. It's not 1,000. Okay? Allow me to give you three primary ways in which Satan tempts people. Believers and unbelievers alike. Uh, it is found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, which says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. From the world. I don't know why we want to go to Jupiter and Venus and all that. We're doing a pretty good job sinning here because once we get there, all we're going to do is send the place up. <laughs> uh, three primary ways. A, Satan tempts us through, in that verse, the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh. First John 2, 16a. In other words, he tempts us at the points of our weaknesses. He tempts us at the points of our weaknesses, especially the ones that we have already been delivered from. How many of you have been delivered from certain sins? Let me see your hands. Every hand should go up or else you may need to be delivered from the spirit of lying. (laughs) Because my Bible tells me all, all, all have sinned and Come short of the glory of God. And that includes you too. And that includes me as well. You know it's easy to sin. It's easy. He tempts us at our points of weaknesses. Especially the ones. That we have been delivered from. And we must resist him. In the strength of the Lord. If we're going to win the battle. Over our fleshly desires. You must be strengthened. In the Lord. So Satan tempts us through the desires of the flesh. We see in 1 John 2 16, in that same verse, Satan is a specialist in tempting us to sin through the desires of the eyes. He tempts us through the desires of the eyes. The first, the desires of the flesh. Secondly, the desires of the eyes. 1 John 2 16b. If he can get us to crave the object of our affection, Through our eyes, then we are more prone to succumb to Satan. Sin is really in our face and it's hard not to see sins. Sometimes things are just right in front of you. I remember a number of years ago, uh, my wife and I, she probably don't even remember. We were going to a mall and, uh, and all of a sudden this 
This lady was in front of me walking, and I mean, she had on hot pants. I can't even explain it, you know. And and I just looked. I just, I, I mean, no need me. It was just right in my face. I just said, "Wow, <laughs> wow." I mean, that's a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> the desires of the eyes. You don't have to be looking for it. It has a way of finding you. Sin, sin wants to devour you. It wants to, uh, it wants to capture you. It wants to entangle you. Sin wants to mess you up and it is done through the avenue of temptation. Then you have alphabet C. Satan tempts us through the pride of life. 1 John 2, 16C. He tempts us through the pride of life. The root of all sin goes back to pride. If you look at sin long enough, wherever you find it and whatever way it comes, if you trace it back and you keep tracing, it may take a while, but it all goes back to the sin of pride, which is to have too high of a view of oneself. That's what pride is. Too high of view. If you have a too high of view of yourself, you're going to fall into sin. A pride, it is to think that you are better or more important than others. But excuse me, we're not all that. Uh, pride is to boast in your own knowledge, to boast in your own accomplishments, to boast in your own abilities. No one can tell you nothing because you, I got it. Some people have been living in pride so long that they're not even aware that they are prideful. They have a prideful spirit about them. And it's just been it, it has become who they are by nature. And they don't even realize that the whole of their life, the totality of their life is wrapped up in the spirit of pride. Satan knows the destructiveness of pride and has used it to cause multitude to meet their own demise because of the spirit of pride. Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Those who are lifted up in pride are destined to fall. That's why the scripture says, humble yourself. And God will exalt you in due time. If you're humble, you can't fall. But if you're prideful, you come tumbling down. Therefore, guard against pride and refuse to think that you are so spiritually strong that you cannot fall. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands... Take heed, lest he fall. You say, I can't fall. Yes, you can. I don't know how that person can do that sin. And the one you're talking about, you can do that same sin if you get your eyes off Jesus. Every sin in this book, we have the the propensity to do. That's why it's documented in the book. I can't stop looking down on folk because of their sins. And you need to ask yourself when others fall, what can I learn from it 
so I won't find myself in the same predicament. All you have to do is take your eyes off of Jesus, get in the flesh, and you're subject, and I'm subject to do any sin that's in this book, no matter how gross it is. How do believers guard themselves against being victimized by Satan and temptation? That's the question I posed to you this morning. How do believers guard themselves against being victimized by Satan and temptation? Number one, you must put on the whole armor of God and prepare to fight a good fight against Satan and his evil forces. You must put on the whole armor. You can't be partially armored and prepare to fight a good fight. You can't fight a weak fight, uh, a misdirected fight, and some of you can't defeat Satan because you're fighting the wrong battles. Some of my voice, you're so busy fighting with your wife or your husband or your children, and you got to realize your husband is not the issue. Your, your wife is not the real issue. It's Satan behind the wife, the husband, the children that's energizing uh, them to wreak havoc in your home and to tear to pieces. You must fight. No fight, you don't win. No fight, there's no victory. Ephesians 6, 12 through 13 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, and by the way, the day of evil has come. How many of you know we live in an evil day? How many really, we are living in an evil day? And I got sad news for you. It's only going to grow worse. You may be able to stand your ground, says the scripture. And after you've done everything to stand, my friend, why wear your spiritual combat gear? If you're not combat ready and do not even realize that the war is on. Why do you get dressed up in your battle attire and then don't fight? It's amazing. Some Christians don't even realize the war is on because Satan has so distracted them. They're so wrapped up in entertainment. They're so wrapped up into themselves. They're so wrapped up in the things to do. They're so wrapped up in the activities of life that they don't even realize that there is a spiritual battle raging in the cosmos. You have ranks and files of demonic realm and they're all systematized and they're all structured with the aim and purpose of destroying you and wiping you out. Satan is not only a murderer, he is a lying murderer. And you had better put on the whole armor every piece of it because we are in this world system we are in the world but we're not of the world 
You got that? Yeah. We are pilgrims. We are sojourners. We are Christians. We are to represent God in a foreign land, which means that we are ambassadors. And we need our battle attire on. Number two, how do believers guard themselves against being victimized by Satan and temptation? Number two, believers guard themselves against being victimized by Satan by setting their mind on things above, setting their minds on things above and not of the world. Colossians chapter three, verse two says, set your mind, your thinking, your heart on things that are above Heavenly things, kingdom things, the things of God, not on the things of this world, of this world. We're to live life on another whole sphere, another whole level. If you're going to stand against temptation, you must not allow yourself to be distracted by the world. You must not allow yourself to be distracted by Satan. You must not allow yourself to be distracted by business. Not even your weaknesses. Your own personal weaknesses can be a distraction against the call of God upon your life. My weaknesses. Now, we all have weaknesses. Don't you say I don't have a weakness? You do. You have a weakness. You have, you have more than one. And, uh, and as you grow in Christ and search yourself and sit in his presence, God will begin to reveal your weaknesses so that you can identify them and work on yourself. And you can't work on yourself if you're busy looking at other folk issues instead of addressing the concerns of your own life. To keep yourself from being victimized by Satan, you must be determined to maintain a kingdom mindset. Say kingdom mindset. And keep your focus on Christ. Number three, uh, to guard against being victimized by Satan and temptation, you must take captive every satanic thought at the point of entry into your mind. If young people who are in college and and, uh, teenagers who are graduating high school can can just live by this principle, you'll have a successful life. To guard against being victimized by Satan and temptation, you must take every thought, every thought, every satanic thought at the point of entry into your mind. Second Corinthians 10, 5b says, and we take captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. Satan will put thoughts on your mind And then it's up to you to cast that thought out in the name of Jesus, not receive it. Don't let it catch root. You know when a thought is demonic in nature and you can't play around with it. You play around with it. Don't let your mind become the devil's camp. A stronghold will be set up and it'd be quite difficult to uproot that thought once it becomes a stronghold. Don't let it take root become stronghold in your mind and cause you to yield to temptation. It starts with that demonic thought. Do you realize what tears up marriages oftentimes is demonic thoughts? Satan can put a thought, the wife's mind and the poor man, and she just put that thought. You, you, you know what you've been doing. You're doing something. And she just, she just go there. And he said, what are you talking about? He said, where did that come from? Came from there, or, or the husband 
you know, jealous and this and that. And he just put thoughts. You just speak to another lady and say, how are you doing? Y'all? I'm doing fine. And he said, well, you flirting? The thought, you flirting. Just, and, you, and you got the biggest fight going home. You know, somebody fought coming here and can't receive the message because Satan planted a thought. And they came in here and just said, uh, good morning. <laughs> but Satan is a specialist in putting satanic thoughts in our minds against those we love the most to tear up our relationship. And sometimes the wisest thing you can ask your spouse or child or friend or coworker, they say something, you ask, where did that thought come from? You can ask them this, is that thought that you've just spoken, is that of God or is that from Satan? And if it's from Satan, then why are you saying it? You see, you see you, it's just asking questions in love, in the spirit of Christ, to make people think. Number four, you guard against Satan and temptation by refusing to allow your mind to become a playground for enticing thoughts and devilish activities. You guard against Satan and temptation by refusing to allow your mind to become a playground for enticing thoughts and devilish activities. God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.